The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Termino. Welcome to OAA Now. I'm Sammy Termino, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts of Between Terminos on Oriental Television. Like to welcome those here us on the local voice on SoundCloud here at Washington on YouTube Live and also um, and also watching <laughs> on Ordinary Television. We are everywhere, Sammy. Yes, and, and we are. Growing. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. We're also on Roku. Did you know that? No, I did not. If know you that. have Roku, we're on Roku. If you have uh, Amazon Fire, we're on Amazon Fire. If you have Apple TV, we're on Apple TV. Wow, we are Hello. global. We are global now. A local podcast going global. Beautiful, crazy. It's beautiful. You know, we we, we brought back. We need to bring back, and we finally have it brought back. What is that? Interviews with football coaches. Absolutely, the, the best interview with coaches. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of yes. course. And um, we decided to um, our first coach bring back is um Berkeley coach Sean Shields. Um, coach, welcome. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Yep. Um. Um. How have you been doing? Um. How's the family been doing? How's the team been doing? Good. Good. Uh. You know, the boys are uh, getting excited. We've been having our camps on Wednesdays and uh, workouts through the summer. Pretty good turnout so far, and a couple seven on sevens here and there. And we're uh, we're pretty excited for the the upcoming season. Um, talk about obviously, of course, last season. Obviously, I know we were we were on the show last year. We um, we we talked about um, we talked about the team. Um, you had a four and zero start. I mean, like, and then um, red you hot. know, you were red hot early on, and then all of a sudden you had that one and three um to close out. But um, talk about the Tiet team from last year. You guys were a pretty young group, but then um, you were a pretty young group. You know, enjoying success. Of course, the last few years under you, you were um. A combined four, and I'm 14. So, um, you know, how did last year perform in your expectations? Well, you know, um, it, it, it was nice to get off to that hot start. You know, um, in our first three games, we allowed six points total. Um, you know, we we rallied around that, and and the the guys that have been in the program, you know, uh, what was it, two years ago? when I told you we had, we had that issue of, you know, I had four kids that have played all four years within the program. And now it about every kid in the program is, is started as a freshman and sticking around. So last year we saw the, the fruits of that starting to pay off with, uh, you know, some of the seniors like uh, Liam Saris, Ian Domslowski, Cody Wrigley, um, you know, Aaron Sugarman, some of those guys that, that had been around and paying off. And now the younger guys that are going to be seniors now, really helped us out with depth was the big thing that we that we were missing the previous two years to where if someone went down you know we didn't have any help and and now last year and this year that those are things that are are really you know gonna build us up to if something happens we're okay the next man up mentality and and it's truly that someone can come in and, and help out with the injuries um you know and then once we got after that 4-0 start, the the overtime uh, loss kind of hurt us a little bit. Uh, I know we were talking before that quarterback they had there, Tanner. Tanner uh, yeah. yeah, I mean he he was good at, as good as advertised. Um, you know, I uh, feel bad for the young man. You know, he got injured during our game and didn't play the rest of the year. But even with that injury, that happened in the third quarter. He still stuck around through the fourth and just 
you know, led them to, to that W. Um, and that, that Rochester was good. Uh, the, you know, we, they overpowered us. Our, our strength on offense had been, you know, grind and pound. And we ran into somebody that had a little too much of that against us. I do want know? to talk about your offense. Of course, you run one of my favorite offenses in sports, <laughs> which is the full house backfield. You know, you had three backs. Um, you had three backs. Um, I know, Ian, you you like yeah, that type of I, offense. I do. I do. I mean, it's... we've seen a lot of teams that run the RPO, the spread, the power play. Um, talk about the um, talk about the um, full house backfield offense that you guys run. Uh, so my offensive coordinator, uh, Paul Stanton, he was my head coach uh, when I played at Bishop Foley. You know, mm-hmm. he's a he's an old school guy. Uh, you know, in his in his sixties <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's let's just line up and and see who's bigger and stronger. We're proud of our weight room program, and that shows where we can line up with our big boys and try to pound it down on you. Um, you know, this year we brought in another uh, offensive mind to try to make us a little more multiple too. Um, you know, our my my JVOC who used to be uh, the offensive coordinator over at Cranbrook. Uh, Andy Fairman, he's going to be helping Paul out this year to help us get a little bit more gun spread look in there with it. But, you know, our bread and butter is that T and the pro I where, you know, we can get the the G traps in on guys lead off with our fullbacks and just let's, let's, let's run the ball and play strong team D. Um, When you look at, of course, the, um, when you look at you guys, obviously we talked, um, we haven't talked this yet, but program strength, obviously, um, Last season, we—I mean, you mentioned this earlier. You know, um, with program strength, um, how's the state of the program been for you guys? Um, so it's last year took a hit. You know, the the COVID class um kind of kind of hurt us, and I think it hurt a lot of a lot of programs uh, locally. You know, it's I I wanted to try to keep that three levels uh, deal going. Um, unfortunately, with last year's class, it was just I think we wound up getting 14 or 15 guys out of that freshman COVID class. Um, you know, varsity where we've had, you know, pre-COVID, I'm looking around between 55 and 60 guys on the roster this year for varsity alone. That's a lot. Um, no, it, for us, that oh, is, is that huge. Low? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know this incoming freshman class, um, we're already over twenty kids, and it's July. So we're hoping that you know as things start getting back to normal, we can get back to building up those freshman classes, and then start having three level program, uh, three level program again. You know, I know the uh, the eighth grade class that'll be coming in the following year. Um, just with the the number at the Steelers, uh, we should wind up having a, a freshman program in the following season. So, team strength and 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 program strength are, are looking good. It's just you know we we got bit with the the pandemic and and it's hurting us this year. Hey, Coach uh, Ian here. Uh, talking about the pandemic, are you you know what an odd year last year, right? The fall, it's like. Are we playing, not playing? We learned so many things. The coaches learned so many things. The families have learned so much. Um, moving into the new season, has any of that uh, experience carried over into this season, like being, you know, as far as safety and clean and, you know, just making sure you follow the rules? Are there any, anything that carried over from last season to this season? 
Um, you know, right now, uh, we haven't seen much of an effect. I think everyone's kind of feeling is good. a little relief. You know, <laughs> Which is yeah. Good. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're 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 feeling a relief. We're gonna see, you know, if any new rules or anything come out from uh, you know, into this year. I I spoke with an official at uh one of Sermo's uh basketball scrimmages that also does mm-hmm. football and I was asking like, hey, are we going to be doing the whole, are you guys going to be spotting the ball again thing? Or yeah, are we yeah. going to be spotting the ball, you know? And he's like, hey, coach, I don't know. We haven't had a, we haven't had a meeting yet with the officials on that. So, um, you know, as far as inside the program, we're trying to go back to as normal as possible and get back into the routine that, that we had before, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything. And, the boys are, are appreciating it and we're seeing it with bigger turnout and everything for uh, our summer camps and, and all that. So we're hoping we can get back to as close to normal as possible. Before we talk on um, post Ethan, um, I do want to talk about, I know in the weight room you have like championship belts. I mean, like you make, you made championship belts for your kids. Um, how did that idea come? So uh, that belt is actually from Sakura. Really, Chris? Uh, that he, yep, he had that, and it was um, for our, our morning workouts. We would do a competition, and uh, the winner would win a belt. I've changed it to uh, our after weight room every Thursday. We'll do a competition, whether it's lightning or we'll get the boys in the wrestling room and do like a little uh, mini type wrestling thing something to, <laughs> to get the the blood going and the and everything that's with awesome. the boys that's and... awesome as long as it's not like pure wwe classic <laughs> no 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 we take little uh, little strips of towel put it in their sock and they got to try to get it out while staying on all fours it's something to get the boys competing have some fun you know and then for uh for an entire week uh they get to keep the belt and you know take it around school or awesome. during the summer they get to have the belt that's awesome I, I do need to upgrade it though. It's it's starting to get in a little rough shape after about eight years. But uh, yeah, it's it's a tradition that I picked up from Chris, and uh, you know I, I loved it, so we kept it going on. Yeah, Sammy, there's nobody uh, coming off the top rope in that. Gen- no, there isn't. <laughs> no, 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 some of them kind of try to want to, but you know. Oh no. <laughs> um, okay, now let's look at your team. Now, obviously, Zach back at quarterback. Um, you got Henry Pennington at running back. You have Jake Dombrowski. Of course, I call him a combo player. You can put him basically anywhere. So um, talk about those three players, you know, in a little bit more detail. So, Jay, or, uh, starting with the quarterback. Yeah, um, Zach. Zach. You know, he's we brought him up sophomore year after Hunter got hurt. Um, and it was shell shock. Um, I don't know if I told you this the last time I was on. His first game against Ferndale, he's under center. They they walk up a, a Mike backer on a blitz. He gets a false start. Cause he jumps out, jumps uh, off. Side, nervous. You know, he's nervous. a little nervous. Right. Um, you know, but then it's just been a gross splitting him and Ian splitting reps last year. Mm-hmm. And now he knows he is the man he's put on 20 plus pounds. I think he's about 195, 196 nice. now, um, about six, two, and you know during seven on sevens this year his the biggest thing that i've been impressed with him is his patience he's letting receivers run open he's letting things develop his arm strength has gotten better it's we we go into it before seeing him play thinking you know our run game is going to support him but now that we have him we know if we go down by 14 points we've got a guy back there we can trust 
to bring us back in a game, and it's it's a great thing to have. And the leadership he brings is another entire aspect that that we love about the kid. I forgot, sorry to cut you off here for a minute. Um, you said he was also a a twin or a, a yeah. Triplet? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he is a triplet. Um, they have a uh, there's Zach, uh, the quarterback. We have Ben, our receiver and corner. Uh, which actually they wound up connecting on a touchdown uh, in the playoff game against Mott. Um, and then their sister plays volleyball uh, at the school. So, yeah, they're they're triplets there, the Maurice's. Really? I mean, like, and I know Berkeley's volleyball team is going to be really good this year. I'm really high on their volleyball team um, over there at Berkeley. Um, yeah. Talk about um, talk about Henry, of course, um, the running back, of course, um you know, and then, of course, um, you got Jake Dombowski as well. Um, one guy I'm so, also looking forward to as well as on defense with linebacker, I believe. I think his name is Josh Carson. Carson. We do not have a Carson. Oh, really? Um, nope. So, mm-hmm. we, so Henry is, uh, while he is one of our fullbacks, um, as the defensive coordinator and the depth we have, I'm greedy. Uh, if Henry doesn't have to play fullback, he's not going to. He is our... Uh, main man on the defense. He is, uh, you know, my starting, uh, uh, weak side linebacker and just, he, he's running the whole show, uh, for the front seven this year. He, it's like he and I are on the same mind track. Um, you know, uh, I can get a call into him. He'll get everybody lined up properly. Um, Henry, if we need him to play some fullback, we will, um, but our main our main bell cow this year is going to be Brandon Peacher. Brandon Peacher. Um, oh yeah, I've seen Peacher. him play. Yep. Uh, you know he in the T he he got some run in there, but Brandon last year when we went in the gun caught the ball extremely well out of the backfield. He's got good body control, but he's he's a bulldozer, it, it, and we we've gotten that mindset into Brandon of. But you should fall for four yards. Yeah. If, I've seen if I've seen him play against Royal Oak. You know, I watched that game on CMN. Um, of course, CMN has been really, really huge for to watch Berkeley football games. Um, and I saw what he did against Royal Oak, which is absolutely astounding. You know what he did? He had a really nice game against them. Um, so I expect a lot from him this year. No, and that's you know we're we're looking at it, and we're again we're trying to be more multiple. But when when you know what you're good at, try to go with it. And same thing, I I, I let my OC be a little selfish with Brandon. You know he could play <laughs> linebacker for us, but realistically he should be touching the ball 15 to 20 times a game for us. Um, you know with our O line, we're returning four of our five starters on the O line this year, mm-hmm. and then that's nice. the fifth one coming back got some run for us in the uh, playoffs a little bit. Um, who's going to be playing right tackle for us now this year with just the line that we have. And Brandon as, as our lead back, um, you know, he, we, he doesn't need to play defense. Henry shouldn't have to play too much offense and we can keep guys fresh rotating, you know, that, that whole deal of program strength where the more one way guys we get, we think the uh, more successful we can be. Talk about Jake, of course. Um, of course, um, he had his old, he had old, he had older brother Ian last year. Um, how is Jake developing right now? Of course, I call him a combo guy. He can put him basically anywhere in your on your team. Well, 
Yep, and and there's where there's where uh, me and the OC are going to be sharing. Um, <laughs> you know, Jake. <laughs> Jake. Um, you know, last year I timed him out uh, in one of our games. He took a toss sweep against Lincoln and ran about a four four forty on that. And nice. then the body control of the kid is the best I've ever coached. Just he's I I call him our human video game. Um, <laughs> you know and. He is, Sam, he is. Uh, his development's looking good. Uh, you know, he played hockey this year, which dropped a little bit of his weight, but we're mm-hmm. getting that back up. Um, you know, Jake on offense, he's going to be one of our starting receivers. If we need to bring him into the backfield and try to hit the edge with him, we can. Um, defensively, he is my, you know, anytime we're going to go split field coverage and I need a singled up man-to-man, you know, he's not the tallest guy in the world but his athleticism, I'll put him up against a six, three kid, mm-hmm. you know, his speed athleticism there. And then he's, he's our return man for everything. Um, just that, that Swiss army knife of anything that we ask him to do, he can do. And he excels very well at it. Talk about your defense. I mean, we, you, you gave me some hints about your defense. Um, obviously your linebacking core looks to be one of your strengths. I'm talking about that group. I know you got Henry there, but what about the other guys at that linebacker spot? Uh, so at our, uh, in our base four, two, um, mm-hmm. you know, that overhang nickel, uh, mm-hmm. outside backer, uh, it's going to be junior, uh, um, Johnny Coleman. He started. Oh, that's the one I was course. thinking. That was the one I was thinking. Coleman. Johnny Coleman. Yeah. I remember that yep. name because he was the one that took that touchdown back up, picked off Sosinski for a pick six last year. Yep. That yep. was the Johnny, one I always remember. Well, yep. I apologize. Johnny's, no, 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 no. That's fine. Um, yeah, Johnny. Uh, Johnny is a uh, a younger, stronger Jake uh, really? Uh Yeah, he's another. Uh, I think we timed him around a four or five uh, when we ran forties uh, wow. a couple months ago. Um, you know, he's you know doing his his five rep of two twenty five, and just he's he's smart. You know, he's a four point plus kid. Um, and he's just an animal. He's got a little bit of an asthma problem, which, you know, I've, I've had to coach him into it. And he's very, uh, you know, accepting of. I know all that. Hey, is. But, yeah. Yep. And it's, you know, he 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 wants to go 100 miles per hour on one play. And then, it you know, the asthma starts kicking. I'm like, Johnny, we'll take 80 percent of you for, you know, a series, you know, and that'll and that'll keep us keep you on the field. Mm hmm. So it's with him being a younger guy last year, it took a little bit, but we're, we're fully expecting him to be able to play an entire uh, game on defense for us there. And then uh, the other inside linebacker spot, um, we've got uh, pretty much another two man race there between senior Alex Gad, who played a little bit there for us. And then uh, junior Nolan uh, Wesner, which we brought up. Uh, he's also our starting tight end. Tight end. Yeah, I'm really yep. high on yep. Wesner. I'm really high on him at the tight end spot. I'm really he am. Has look, he has looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he's got it in his head about recruiting because, you know, he's only like 6'2 or whatever. And, yeah. You know, and I'm like, Nolan, buddy, if you play well enough, we'll find a home for you, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah. whether, whether you're a full-time tight end and play a little linebacker or you do both. It'll be great, but Nolan has stepped up. He looks great, especially at tight end right now. Um, you know, even when we split them out uh, in seven on sevens, you know, it's it's a it's a nightmare for matchup because guys try putting safeties on him, and he's just going over them. Linebackers are trying to keep up with him, and he's just too fast for him. So you know, we're we're excited for him at tight end, and if he winds up winning the linebacker spot, you know, uh, I think he and Henry will pair very well together. 
Um, but he's got Alex there to compete with him. And Alex, again, he's a kid that, you know, hit our thousand pound club, worked his butt off because he wants that starting job. So, it, you know, competition breeds success. And we're, we're going to find out which one of those two guys wants to, to take that spot. Um, when you look at you guys, of course, um, it's nice to have that security blanket there, you know, for Zach, obviously, with, um, with, with, um, with, um, Nolan. Nolan, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, no problem. Um, let's talk now from, um, let's go to the rivalry games. Obviously, um, I know last season when you made the playoffs, you got, you get the, t- you get, you played your arch rival Royal Oak. Um, I, before we talk rivalry games, I do want to, Talk about your playoff matches, of course. You had uh, your game with Warren Mott a little bit last year um, where, you know, new opponent, you know, I mean, like new opponent, lack of familiarity. Talk about talk about your experience going up against the Marauders last year. Um, So that was, uh, uh, you know, it, w- we took a beating in that game. Yeah, I know. Um, but it was, it, I think it was a good experience for not just the kids, but the coaching staff as well. And to be to be a hundred percent truthful, it was it was a track meet, and we couldn't keep up. The, you know, it was they their team speed just blew by us. We, I, you know, I have Jake out there split coverage, and I watched you know one of their receivers run a nine ball on him, and he's you know three footsteps ahead of Jake. And at that point, you know, it's speed kills, and they just they, their team speed. They are very well coached. They were ready for us. Um, you know, our offense did what we went in their game plan wise to do ball control, try to keep it away. But once we got down, you know, it's by hard two to catch plus up. Scores, it is. It's hard to catch up, especially when you are a ground and pound team. And that's part of the reason why we have, you know, another offensive mind in this year to try to help us play that catch up if we need it. Um, but you know, all credit to them and their coaching staff. They they have a tremendous. Uh, I know they coach well. And their guys are their their guys have got some speed to them, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's it's if we see them again, you know, we have a better uh, plan of attack in the playoffs, and uh, you know, dealing with that team speed is just something that we have to have to overcome. Okay, now now you're going to be in the blue. Now you know we're going to talk some of your rivalries in the blue. Um, obviously now you got um. The Royal Oak game, of course, a lot of the kids of Burke Bear Nation to get a high for. Um, talk about that rivalry a little bit. Um, you've had a little bit of issue with trophies as of late. You know what? When it comes to rivalry, <laughs> Royal Oak. Sammy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the 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 curb is retired. Um, and then uh, I've still I got to work it out with Ray over there about you Coach know we, McMahon, we, I think yep. we we agreed on the whole street sign thing, just depending on what it's going to be, whether it's Catalpa and Gardenia or, you know, Catalpa and Lexington, whatever it may be. I like um, that idea. That's a good know, idea. Catalpa, like Gardenia. Yeah. I like that idea. You know, and it's, and, and, you know, we're, we're for it. And the problem is you know, again, last year we had bigger pressing things on our mind than the trophy of, are we going to play? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's, I got to get with Ray and talk to him, see what we can do. And, uh, I know, I know you said that, you know, we, uh, it, that it should be at home with Berkeley. Cause you know, we got it in the playoffs, but, uh, to me, I think the, you know, the rivalry game is set in the regular season and Royal Oak still has the, the bragging rights of the regular season win and the trophy win, which, you know, we're, we're hoping to correct that this year. Um, but you know, every year it's, 
the kids show up for Royal Oak and it is a rivalry game and you don't know what's going to happen. You know, there's plenty of years we went in that game really confident and we came away short, you know, the first two years, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then last year we felt like we had a very good program going in there and it's, you know, it was a back and forth game there for most of it. It so. was a really good game. I mean, like really look at when I watched that game on um, CMN, I mean, like it was a really good game. Um, and today I think, Depth was a huge factor, and you guys just win against them. You know what I mean? No, and, and it was, and I think you know that our our our, our regular season helped us pre- prepare us for that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know Troy Athens game last year where we had to come back from fourteen. That was a good game against Coach Keenis's team. That was a really good no, game it, down there. It was, and that was back and forth. But that game there helped us prepare for that playoff game against Royal Oak, having to come back and go back and forth, trade blows. You know, the, the Bloomfield game where we came up short again. It was a learning experience for the boys, and to just you know get get us in a position to come away with with that playoff win. Um, talk about your other rivalry, of course. Yeah, Ferndale. Of course, you didn't play them last season. Um, talk about how that rivalry with the Eagles have, has gone. Of course, um, you know about the co-op program and um, what Eric Royal's done over there. Um, talk about that rivalry for not only the players, but also the fan base um, that rivalry with Ferndale. Well, I, I, I love the rivalry with Ferndale. Um, you know, luckily the junior and uh, senior class have gotten to experience that here. Um, you know, the, the two incoming ones don't really know too much about it. It kind of sneaks up on them, but then they realize, you know, when they get to those games that, the the stands are packed for it. The the guys are going after each other. I I have a lot of respect for Eric. The games that we've played against them again, we came up short, but they've been good competitive games. Um, you know, and it's it's nice to have more than just you know that Royal Oak rivalry to have another one to, uh, um, you know, say down down Woodward basically. You know, we've got another another rival with Ferndale and can battle it out with them. It, it'll be fun to get it reignited after missing it out last year. Um, also, of course, talk about the um, new team in the blue. That's Farmington. They came back down from the white to the blue. Um, talk about what the Falcons would bring to the um, bring to the blue division. It's it's another one of those cases where um, you know a team coming down from the white that struggled, and we've seen it time and time again. They come down to the blue, and all of a sudden they're they're you know. <laughs> the ones that win it um, we're, we, we know that they had their struggles up in the white last year, but we are preparing for them just as much as we are for Bloomfield. Um, we know that, or at least uh, myself and my coaching staff realized that if we want to win our league this year, we have to get past Farmington. Um, you know, with, with Harrison closing, they've got a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Corey leaving is, is something, you know, might, have a little bit of an effect, but I think they brought on their offensive yeah, coordinator. Jason Albrecht, yep. Jason yep. Albrecht, yep. Yep. And uh, so you know, you don't lose a whole lot there when you got a coach from the from the previous regime staying on. You don't lose a lot, you know. Um and then of course, let's talk about your um week one match, Boomfield Hills, of course. Um we know about last year, but now you know Tanner Zelinski's not there now. Um talk about talk about how that is a um a difference appearing from Bloomfield Hills this year. From last year um well that's a that's a deal we're, we're not quite sure yet who they're gonna have under center um but you know we're we're expecting to 
see uh, a capable guy. They've they've pumped out some good quarterbacks in that program's history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the I think the biggest thing that I've I've seen a difference is the seniors this year are pumped up for that game. Mm-hmm. They feel the they they feel the pain of that loss last year, of the celebration on our field in overtime. They the seniors are they've got blinders on and it is focused straight <laughs> at Bloomfield because yeah. they want to revenge that loss last year on our field. Um, you know, but again, they're a bigger school too. They're a former white school that came down and they were in the red for a while. Yeah, you're right. They were in the red, right. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, you know, it's going to be another game that we have to be ready for. And I I do love that the blue has some strength to it now. Um, You know, it gets us competitive. Like I said, the game with them last year prepared us for the playoff game with Royal Oak. And um, we're we're hoping to come out of there with a W. But, you know, it's can't be complacent just because they lost, you know, Tanner. They're their stud quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got receivers coming back. They've got talent all around. You know, I and I think boys uh, at Berkeley are, are focused in and, and want to get back what uh, was taken from them last year. Um, Talk about your non-conference game at Livonia Clarenceville this year. Of course, Ooh. this is really that's a really interesting game. How did that game come up? Um, So they reached out to, to us and um, – it was between them and Cranbrook. Um, and I just looked at it because, again, I'm not, I'm not confident with the whole playoff point system. And I said, well, we'll take the bigger school. Um, you know, and Interesting. watching Interesting. some of their film, um, they, lost, they lost a decent amount of their, their big boys. But I think they're returning almost every single skill position back. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we're hoping that we'll win at the line of scrimmage against those guys. Um, and we're going out to their house, so it'll be a little bit of a drive. Um, but I think we match up well with them because we have the line that uh, I'll put up against anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got all the faith in the world in our offense and defensive line to carry us this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we, we should have an advantage on them this year. It's interesting you bring up the playoff system. You know, the point system now, it's coming back, right? I mean, yes. last yep. year, everybody made the playoffs. Sammy and I have gotten into a debate. I really, at first, I was kind of, you know, kind of like hesitant about uh, everybody getting in the playoffs because, you know, traditionally that didn't happen. But I thought it was a, a really good answer to what was going on last year. And I was, in, in some instance, hoping that they continued on with that because we saw some great performances in the playoffs from OAA teams. That would never have had a shot at it. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I'm personally all for it. Uh, I think that it it works itself out. And, you know, you saw it with Oak Park last year. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, that's, that's the shining example of it is, is Oak Park last year. My biggest thing with it is what's wrong with more football? Exactly. Right? What's wrong let's, with more let's, football? Let's let, let's let kids have more football. I know the coaches want to coach. And you know what? Hey, if if uh, uh, you know a nine and zero team runs into uh, you know a one and eight Oak Park and they lost, well, Oak Park deserves to win that game. Absolutely. Right? Both points out that question. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> you know, it's it, and it, it's exactly. there's like 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 you said, uh, Ian is there's a lot of different factors that went into last year that you know mess some stuff up, and especially again just going back to the Oak Park thing of 
they belonged in the playoffs. Absolutely. They did. I, clearly they did. And is that the case for everybody? No. I know there's some programs that wind up having some matchups that aren't ideal. But if you ask those kids that wind up in those, you know, lopsided matchups, if they would rather play or not play, they're going to say they want to play. Yes. Right. So what's what's the problem with giving kids another week of football? Yeah, I, 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 we are on the same page. I, and I, Sam, I'm, I'm not so sure what Sammy and I decided between us. For me, I mean, I was, I was really hoping that they would continue on be, just for those points that you just mentioned. Uh, the kids get to play uh, one more game, right? And we, we see other teams that have you get an upset. You move on. It just it makes the experience of playing football with your team, your teammates and classmates, you get another shot at it, right? And you never know what's going to happen. Exactly. And it's, uh, you know, I, I understand the old school method of earn your way in and everything, but mm-hmm. what, I mean, with, I with everybody being, everybody being in, you're earning your way to victories, right? right. So mm-hmm. if, if you go in and you get molly your first game, <laughs> you know, you deserve to get molly your yeah. first game. So, you know, it's, it, it's, I, I, I hope that it gets revisited and we can go to a style of let everybody in and then let's, let's, figure it let's play it out from there um coach before we wrap you up um before we wrap up um this interview here um any changing with the uniforms of course <laughs> last year your uniforms was really awesome to see on tv thank you thank you um, that was the best uniform re- i've seen all year appreciate it thank <laughs> yes. you uh the only thing that uh we may change a little bit this year nothing drastic is uh i've got my coaching staff begging me to do stickers this year for rewards Ooh. i'm not a i'm not a big sticker guy but uh you know I, I i like letting my uh my staff have some saying some things and i think the kids would like it too i'm still trying to decide right now if if i like the clean look with the claw marks going through without any of the stickers on there or if i actually like the, the clean look with the claw look i actually and i do like your maroon uniforms and the um white uniforms on the road i really like it it's a beautiful look with the names in the back everything it's a beautiful classic look thank you appreciate it yeah we wound <laughs> up having to order another 10 or 15 jerseys this year just because we want to make sure we have enough for our varsity team so Sweet. good Hey, you yep, know what's yep. you know the numbers are good when you're ordering jerseys. Yep. 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 Right. Yep. That's that's always a bonus. If if, if you got to spend the money for jerseys, something good else thing. good's coming from it. That's a good yep. thing. Um, got Berkeley coach Sean Shields. I'm here. Thank you for um for joining us this week on the podcast. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. I'll see you at media day and uh, cannot wait. You guys for that. stay safe. You too. Stay safe. God bless. Thanks, coach. See ya. Thanks, guys. All right. Awesome. Yes. Uh, great stuff from that interview. Great stuff. Great uh, stuff. He's always so, you know, accommodating and uh, uh, giving great info, you know, real depth info on that team. Like You get a kind of a handle on what they're dealing with. And, you know, it, what is it, July? I'm ready for football. <laughs> yes. I'm ready, Sammy. I mean, when you look at Berkeley this year, I mean, like, when you look at them, I think this is going to be a good football team. I think they're going to be really good. Um, you know, I mean, like, um, a lot of things yeah. I did not know. You know what I mean? I got to redo my, um, I might have to redo my, um, article <laughs> on Berkeley a Uh-oh. little bit. He was influenced, everybody. He, he is yes, influenced. He <laughs> Sammy is influenced. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, when I look at the Bears this year, I mean, like, this is going to be, and I, we talked about this earlier before the interview. Yeah. I think the blue could be down with three team race. I really think it could be down between Ferndale. 
Farmington and Berkeley. Because yeah, I, I forgot uh, Farmington was sliding down. Yeah, Farmington's coming down that from the That changes the, the It does. Landscape. They got a new coach in Jason Albright. Um, you know, I know Jason personally. Um I'm hoping to get an interview with him sometime. You know, we do the interviews and all that. Um but yeah, I think it's gonna be real interesting because Ferndale, you know that co op program. Yes. You know what that co op program does. We know what that um we know what they um have. And then Farmington, we know they got the quarterback and Dominic Pesci. We know they got running back Jacob Sanders coming back. I'm just a little concerned about that line up front for Farmington, even though their J V their J V program last year was pretty decent. Yeah. Um they were not bad. So I think they would but we know that JV to varsity usually just it doesn't you know it doesn't always there's learning curve there's learning curve yeah I mean just like uh, Coach Shields was saying he goes uh, his quarterback coming in when they're rotating last year right with like, the, with them with them Shield with them. Zach and um and um Ian Demowski yeah mm-hmm. and I mean that's a perfect example of it it practices one thing and then when you get in the game and like you said oh they change something up on you like whoa and mm-hmm. it, it is a learning curve so the the young guys have to learn. But, you know, the coaches in this league are – they're going to have their guys ready. Mm-hmm. And you know that when they just have a knack of bringing those younger guys up to speed rather quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's a, a, a you know, out-of-league game or whatever to kick the tires. But you know once the OAA gets into gear, those uh, underclassmen are ready to go. Right. You know, I forgot to talk to Coach Shields about his rivalry with Avondale. You know what I mean? Oh. But, How many um, rivals can you have? You can have multiple <laughs> rivals. You know what I mean? You can have multiple rivals. But I know Berkeley's biggest rivals are Royal Oak and Ferndale. Yeah. Um, but obviously I wanted to I wanted to talk about that Avondale one mm. a little bit because I know Avondale Avondale's been a team that's well, we been could a, always have them back. We could. Or I could just <laughs> or I could talk to them during media. Yeah. So I think that's gonna be the things that um we'll look at, obviously. Um but well, I wanted I would, to share something with you, Sammy. So our listeners have, who have been with us a long time, have been with, I should say, you a long time. I'm just along for the ride, pushing buttons and having a good time talking sports with you, Sam. Uh, so we are live on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is our first YouTube live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year's crash, or last week's crashed and burned. What? <laughs> I know. It, it didn't work. So this year, week it's working, and we have eight people tuned in right now. Really? We have eight people streaming it. So... Those eight people who are watching that got up at the at ten uh, a.m. to tune in to listen to us yabber on and listen to Coach. Thank you for tuning in. But it is on YouTube, though. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's going right out, and uh, it's it's going well. So, uh, like we said, it's a new thing we're trying to do. So, if you want to have your morning coffee or you get into the office, sit around, and on a Monday at ten, you want to listen to uh, high school sports. What's happening around the OAA? You're the guy. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's always great having the interviews in. Um, you get a different perspective. I mean, we can we can speculate and talk and you know guess and you know have fun that way. That w- that's what fans do, right? Mm-hmm. But that, having the coach in, it gives you a little a clearer perspective on each individual team, uh, and even down to the player and, right. or scheme. Even that was right. a lot of fun, you know, knowing that they do the stacked eye. But you're mm-hmm. like, hey. This is this is interesting. I really like it when teams usually go to that offense. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know a lot of people these days, a lot of colleges have been going to the RPO offense. I yes. know um, West Boomfield, South Anderson Tech runs the um, RPO offense. Um, 
I mean, you look at teams that run a spread like Lake Warren, Clarkston, yes. Oxford, um, and then you look at um, teams that run the I the um, I back. I mean, Berkeley, Royal Oak. I know Royal Oak runs that offense. Um, I yeah. mean, like you you can't go wrong with any type of offense you can run. No, and if every team in the league, or let's say lots of teams, are running defensive schemes to stop RPOs or spreads. When you bring together a power team, that's you, hard to stop, right? I mean, because it, it changes the whole makeup of maybe your, your front line or the way your linebacker, the way you're using your DBs. It, it changes everything. Yes, right. You have to have it all kind of bunched up in the box, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, like Coach was saying, that if you have somebody on the outsides and you have that that extra wrinkle in the offense, mm-hmm. you can take advantage. Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's a uh, – we call it old school, but I think it's, 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 a, it's a different scheme to counter what everybody else is doing, mm-hmm. and it, sh- it should uh, uh, reap dividends. Yeah, I think it will reap dividends this year for Berkeley. I really do, that yeah. offense. Um, yeah. Let's go now from, you know, the interview we got. Yeah, what do we have? We got some more um, football <laughs> talk about, of course, we um, – Really interesting um, story brewing this offseason. Obviously, um, you know, we talked about um, Ron Bellamy leaving Les Bloomfield yes. um, for Michigan. Um, Travis Grice now um, is the new head coach over at um, at West Bloomfield. In-house. In-house hire. Um, and now you look at, of course, another legendary coach leaving um, the high school ranks for the college ranks, and that's Thomas Wilcher. Yes. I mean, I know Detroit Cast Tech's not in the OAA, but um, – but this is a really interesting trend. Um, this is a really interesting trend. Yes. Um, that um, you know, you look at you look at um college coaches leaving for um no high school coaches leaving for colleges. Um, what is yes. your thoughts on Thomas Wilcher being a former Spartan? You <laughs> know am, what I mean. I am not a former Spartan. I'm a lifelong Spartan. No, being a <laughs> you went to school at Michigan State. I went to Michigan State, but I, I am bet. not I, a former. I apologize. Spartan. You know, I apologize. To I you. am a Spartan. I apologize to you. <laughs> That's okay, I Sam. apologize. But you know, you got no, one. no, yeah. It's it's interesting because um, Bellamy makes sense. Right. You know, he played it, at it, Michigan. He played there. Uh, you know, he had success in the college. That that's a natural progression moving, and I'm sure that was his ultimate goal. You get into coaching, you want to get to coach at your alma mater. I mean, come on, that, as an assistant under Jim Harbaugh, as an assistant, yeah. And but you're right. We we've starting to see this. You know, across the country, we saw a lot in basketball mm-hmm. for years, where you have uh, a local coach or. Um, AAU coach or whatever brought into a college program to attract the star talent, mm-hmm. right? Um, Bellamy, I think it's hey, you got a talented coach, and if he if he's open to it, and you have a slot, you try to get as much talent as you can on your staff. I think that's where that is. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, he knows the area, he knows the OAA, he knows high school football, so that is also a recruiting uh, bonus for U of M. Mm-hmm. On Michigan State side, they haven't really done this. Until recently, right? Going down and, you know, strategically pulling high school uh, coaches out of different regions to come to be on staff. Uh, one, they didn't have the budget for it. No. Uh, the, the budgets at uh, MSU were always pretty restrictive. They were always, you know, uh, working within a certain box of cash and, you know, salaries are what they are. And with the hiring of Mel Tucker, the floodgates opened of saying, what do you need? Uh, it was it was really astonishing 
And so this is kind of the, uh, you know, the aftermath of that where they're looking. But I understand the strategic point of bringing in Castex's legendary coach. Mm-hmm. Why? He has connections all over southeast Michigan, not just the Detroit area. Right. I mean, he's been around forever. He's hyper successful. The relationships he has with the, the students, the players, the faculty, the community at large is just – it's just off the charts, right? Mm-hmm. So is this a coup for Michigan State to get such a well-respected individual up um, on their staff as a recruiting coordinator or outreach? I think that was kind mm-hmm. of the, the title they gave them. I think it's kind of a coup, and it's trying to mend the relationship between Michigan State and the Detroit area in the in the, in the football uh, realm. And we know what happened. You know. Oh yeah, it they had it was ugly. D'Antonio left. Coach Mark D'Antonio. Yep. Yeah, left in a in an odd way. It was just very bizarre. We had lawsuits from uh, I know uh, you know and from staff members and uh, players getting arrested for just crazy stuff and. It just a lot of turmoil and just a lot of weirdness going on up there at the end of a legendary run at MSU for D'Antonio. Mm-hmm. And here you're trying to clean it up. And I think going into the uh, bringing somebody in with a reputation mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, the Detroit background. Yeah, yeah, the Detroit background and the re- reputation and stuff. And he was in the schools themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a different, it's a little different, but this is a trend. Right. And you're always sitting there going, oh, we're going to see the next. Really, really solid uh, a uh, or OAA coach snatched up by U of M or MSU or Maybe, well, heck, Western, yeah, Western or Central, Central or Eastern, right? You know, yeah, so, or Ferris State. You know what, what I mean? Thoughts, yeah, I Sammy, mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's 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 here. It's, it's been here, here for a while. It's been here for a while, but you know, but when you really look at it, if you're a high school co- like, let's say for Coach Ron Bellamy, you know, yeah. I know. Michigan called them, you know, for him to leave. Michigan calls. You, know? you have to answer the phone. Yes, yeah. but but um, but for me, I I just think you know, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest here. You're I'm always gonna be, honest. I'm gonna Sammy. be honest. You know, <laughs> when you win a high school state championship, like Coach Bellamy did, and you know, you got a lot of talent coming back. You know, um, I respect the decision you went to Ann Arbor. Yes, I do. You know, but um, I thought he would. Hang for a chance to repeat. Yeah, that I was thinking that too, you know. But yeah. um, but he's now, I believe, a safeties coach in Ann Arbor. Okay. Um, and um, you know, and I know the rules are very interesting for um high, for um coaches who leave their high school teams for um for um colleges. I know they can't recruit their own kids for a year. Directly recruit directly that recruit school that, that school from. for yeah. a year. Yeah, which makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Because um, we've, we, there could be mm-hmm. abuses left and right. It's like I hired the coach, and the coach says, okay, here's uh, you know four of my starting all-star D- D1 candidates. Right. Come on. Right. So, you know, so I was really happy at West Movie went in-house and hired him, Travis Grice, to um, – Not surprised at all. No, no. And I think, you know, the success of the, the success of West Bloomfield really, you know, and, you know – for them that keep it in house, really good decision. Yeah. For them. Um so but um Do you think I mean as far as the trend goes, do you think this is it was your question. <laughs> do you think this is a good thing or a bad thing? I mean It depends on the situation. I hope they don't just, you know, just poach all the really good coaches because it depends on the situation. Yeah. Because um obviously when you look at the situation, you know, 
Um, you you got to see if the, if the time was right to leave or if you have somebody, a coach in waiting, that's ready to take over. Yeah. Um, if you do that, then it's a good decision. Yeah. But if you don't do that, but if like, um, but if you're not ready to, you know what I mean? Then you look at a legendary coach that stayed on for a long time. You know, yeah. you look at, you know, like Bob Lancey when he was at Eisenhower, he was there a long time. John yeah. Harrington when he was at Harrison. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? He's been there. He was there almost 50 years. I mean, yeah, like, so you know. when you really look at, you know, when you really look at longevity, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be the right decision. It's got to be the right time, right decision for, you know, if you, you know, wanting to take a job. No, and I agree. And the, it really puts a bad taste in my mouth when you see coaches leave, when you know the, the year that's coming up is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. I've seen coaches, I'm not going to say names or anything like that but it's you see coaches that are like yeah i'm out because they know it, the 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 all-star class the the you know once in a generation class rolls through and, and it they, happens and they graduate you have them right and you have right. s- hyper success and then they move on you're going uh i got nothing in the tank because you know and they go i'm out and this is, comes down to program and, strength and I, yes it comes down to program strength because um and this is where and I've seen that in other sports. I'm not just talking football. No, I mean, mainly I've seen it, it's I've in seen other it basketball. I've seen it swim dive. I've seen track field. Yeah, and you're going, I mean, oh, like, that's not a good way to leave the program. You know, you and, know? and anyway, I think, you know, and I think you know, <laughs> um, you know, and, and it comes down to program strength. Obviously, when yes. you look at teams, program strength is a big, big time. It's a big time concern. Uh, it's a big. I mean, well, there's teams that have it, and there's teams that don't. You know what I mean? Well, especially and, if we're talking football still. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a pretty big football day. We're chatting. Oh yeah, it is. A big and football, yeah. uh, you know, in Berkeley, Berkeley. I mean, the way he was talking, geez, it was a year ago or almost a year ago. We last time we chatted with him with Coach Shields and saying that yeah, you know, the system's in place, it's working, and then injuries hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was what 2019. Yeah, I remember that year. I mean, it was like. They looked good, and then what happened? And they said, well, the everybody got hurt. So, I mean, when you have no one on the bench, but now you – but that, with football, especially in this day and age, mm-hmm. kids coming and going or deciding not to play or, you know, changing, uh, that's still there. It's that, still it's there. It's still there. It's still a fight for these coaches and programs to keep bringing these kids in mm-hmm. and, and finding those kids who love football and want to give it a go and – but it's good. We're talking, um, you know, he mentioned about one of his, uh, what is this, a receiver or tight end the, uh, yeah. who played hockey as well. Yeah, Jake Namowski. Yeah, so, you know, good multi-sport athletes. We love those multi-sport athletes. That's what I love about so athletes. So you can you play know, football. You can play football. You can play, football, can play track hockey. You can do hockey, basketball. Baseball. Right. You know what I mean? Everything. I mean, like, and I think that's the um, – I love that trend. You know what I mean? Multi-sport athletes. You well, know I'm, what I mean? ho- I'm hoping the trend gets back to what it was traditionally at. Right. Because we're seeing specialization on a yeah, scale. Yeah, I know. It's just ridiculous. I know, and I'm not a huge fan of At four, year old, that, at yeah. four years old, you're going, yeah, I play soccer, and that's it. I go, that's a little early. That's a little early, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, I, I really like the multi-sports. Yes, I mean, so like, I. because they, um, you know, you you get to know them, like, not only in football, like, sport like football, but a basketball, you got other but, sports like track and field, baseball. But it also uh, using different muscle groups mm-hmm. and mitigates injury, mm-hmm. right? It can cut down on injuries because if you're using the same motions and activities over and over again, you're going to have some failures. 
Yes. Right? And you're going to have injuries. So mixing it up is is fantastic. And to hear that, hey, Berkeley's got to go on. They got multi-sport athletes down there and ready to go. I think this is going to be a real interesting team. Berkeley's going to be a really good football team to keep a very close I always eye lo- on. I, to- I think I said this after every interview we had last fall with the coaches while we were on pause on the mm-hmm. season, that every time we get off the phone with them, uh, I want. I could see why these kids will run through the wall for these guys. Yes. Right. I mean, just the enthusiasm and the strength and all the, the just makes you want to go. Yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. So uh, the the kids got a good one down in Berkeley. They got and, a heck yeah. And uh, I can't wait to see them run through the wall. I think Berkeley's going to be a really <laughs> good team. I mean, like I'm look. I'm curious to see what Hurley Field's going to look like on Friday nights. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and that's um. You seen Berkeley? You seen Hurley Field? Have you ever been down? Yes, uh, um, I've been by. There was some soccer going on, <laughs> going back to soccer mm-hmm. years ago, and I did see the field. Yes, it's a beautiful yeah, field. Yeah, beautiful nice. facility. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, hey, uh, what is it? Monday. Yes. Um, you got other things to cover. As yeah. Well, obviously. What, what do you got, Sam? You got some basketball news to cover. Well, we're at fifty-two. I got some basketball news to cover a little bit here. Okay. Um, Any breaking news, or is this kind of um, you know, but it's general. outside the OA, but uh, but it, but it could be an impactful for the OA. Um, Why not? I get to hit the button once. Yes, Davison actually hired a new coach on Mike Williams. He came. He comes from Flint Beecher. Oh. Um, of course, um, Beecher had numerous state titles. A couple, I mean, including one last year. Now. Going over to Davis, going over to Davison, um, sets up that rivalry with Grand Blank. Um, now it comes down to my next question here. People are going to say about why this would be a big time hire. It's a good hire for Davison. I really yeah. like the hire. But now you look at a possibility of maybe, maybe looking at this in the future. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about? Have you ever thought about maybe like? Because I know the OA, the league expanded with Harper Woods. You know, yes. they're going to be expanding with Harper Woods. Yes. Do you think maybe the league should take another close look at Lapeer? Because I think Lapeer, I think Lapeer would be a perfect fit for this league. Does Lapeer want to come down? So, Lapeer. It depends because. So, who's remember, in the league? Well, the it's Saginaw a natural Valley. Fit. The Saginaw Valley, you got the, you got, you got Lapeer, Davison, Grand Blank, Flint, Carmen, Ainsworth, um, um, you got um, and then you have you have Saginaw, Saginaw Arthur Hill, Saginaw Heritage, and then you have Bay City Central, Bay City Western, um, and then you have Midland, Midland Dow, okay, and Mount Pleasant. Is there contraction with the Saginaws? I, I something popped up. I don't know. I thought you told me that I could be mistaken about uh. Two of the Saginaw schools combining. Yeah, they could be combining. Yes, due to yes. enrollment. I think they're going to be combining. You're going to be forming a new high school. I think that's next year. Is it? Okay. So, when so you, that was kind of surprising. That was really I mean, surprising. I mean, not surprising, but surprising because you have two basketball rivals, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like Farmington and, and, um, Harrison, and Harrison or, you know, you know in that neighborhood. Yeah, that, yeah. I mean, like, but now when you look at Lapeer, you know what I mean? Here's a, if you're Lapeer. Would you want to go up and play Mount Pleasant on a school night, <laughs> that, or you want to come to a league where you're and go down to go Harper, down to Harper Woods, Woods <laughs> and that's only like maybe hour and a half, two hour drive? So think two about hour it. drive. Well, they gotta. Well, they would have to go down. Well, Lapeer's about what half hour from Oxford. About twenty 25. minutes. Twenty minutes from Oxford. All right. So you're talking from here to about ten mile off seventy. 
uh, 75, 696 to 94, about mm-hmm. 10 mile road. That's about 40 minutes right. from Lake Orion. Right. So you're talking an hour and 20 mm-hmm. to get down to Harvard. Yeah, but wouldn't it be really interesting? Like, think about it. If Lapeer were hypothetically to join the OA, then think about the rivalries with Lake Orion. Oh, yeah. Think it, about the rivalry with Oxford. Think about Clarkston, you know, the Rochester schools. Yeah. You know, heck, even they do have a rivalry with Berkeley a little bit in soccer. You know what that's, I mean? That's true. Mm-hmm. And you always seem to meet up with them at least once in every Absolutely. every sport I mean, here to in me, the To me, I think I Lapeer, think it's a natural. I think Lapeer would be a natural fit for this league. I, I mean, I know, I I mean, like, I'd be full supportive if Lapeer were to be in the league. I, I'd be full support. But it's one of those things that go, you come in and you go, oh, do we want to join the OAA and get our head handed to us? Uh, but they've been competitive. I'll give them credit. They've been competitive, but competitive. also you got to look at Davison and Grand Blank, you know, with what they've been. I mean, True. Like, you look they, at football, been... they're both going to be very good this year. Very good. You look at, um, you look at of course, basketball. Now with the addition of Mike Williams um, over at um, Davison, um, you know, and then you bring Grand Blank, who won the Division One state title this year yes. in boys basketball. Yep. You know, in girls basketball, they're going to be very good. Um, volleyball, you know what I mean? Um, I know Grand Blank went to the um, final, to the Elite Eight, where they were knocked out by Clarkston. Um, so I think Lapeer would be a very good natural fit because yeah. you see a lot of the OA schools, you know, yeah. go up there. So yeah. that's a really interesting um, – really I just interesting. don't want to see expansion like they did in the KLAA years ago yeah but the KLA you know just massive conference you know from Waterford to the Ottawa Kent conference is as big as the league I don't like that either (laughs) unless you have to due to distance and that's all you get Mm -hmm. but I like the size of the OAA 24 and I'm 24 schools right now I like it it's not too crazy it's big Mm -hmm. and the system seems to be working Mm -hmm. Uh, the competition is really solid Mm -hmm. and the programs are helmed by some of the best coaches around right i mean it's Mm -hmm. it's just a lot of fun and i just i just i just don't like the mega 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 conference we'll see what happens going forward um i just want to get your (laughs) thoughts on um mike williams's um move to the um to um the um new coach at davison coming over from flint beach i know there's a lot of headlines about it could this happen to a team like clarkston could they be paired up with them in a the district? That's the um that was the main oh, yeah. question I had. Could that could it happen? Could they move Clark? Could the MHA move a Clarkston or an Oxford to a district with involves Davison, Grand Blank, and Lapeer? I mean, be. they did it with Oxford last year in yes, girls. Yes, they did. Yes, you know, but can they do it with the Clarkson? They've done it to Clarkson before. Yes, they have. So we'll see what happens. All right, now everybody, I'm gonna sign off here. Um, I want to thank Coach Sean Shields being on the podcast this week. Yeah, great ad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can take a look at uh, we're at Sammy Simicolentermy at blogspot.com. We want to look at the blog. Of course, I did release a column on Pontiac's um, new athletic facilities. Yes. And um, also, we got to also, you know, keep an eye on the blog for updates um, with district releases and everything. All right, now I'm going to sign off here. Take care. God bless. And see you all next week, everybody. Thanks, Sam. Oh, and I was produced by Sammy Terramina, and the views on this show are his and mine alone. If you'd like to make your own podcast, give us a call at 248-393-1060 or email us a question. We got one of those yes, we at OrionOnTV.org. ONTV at OrionOnTV.org. That's it for OA now. We'll see you next week. See ya.